And welcome to episode 81 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McCain. Thanks for rocking with us once again on today's episode. Drew Brees goes off last night, sets the all-time touchdowns record. I'm going to tell you why he needs to be in that GOAT conversation. And then we're talking Astros cheating scandal. A little update on the Astros cheating scandal. And then I'm going to give you some trades that I think could shake up the NBA. All that and much more here on episode 81 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast these days. And then be sure to head to YouTube and give me all your takes right down below in the comments section. Got one from Gaddy Moreno about Francisco Lindor. Is Lindor better than Singer? I pass on Lindor. I don't know what's the hype. Seager is a career batting average of 300. Lindor, on the other hand, is a 270 career batting average. They are both the same age, 25. Yeah, definitely a pass. So go to YouTube if you want to be a part of the Get More Sports podcast so I can read you guys off. We got a big show, lots to get into. So let's get right into it. It's showtime. Are you ready? Let's get it on. And Drew Brees makes history last night in New Orleans. 541 career touchdown passes for Drew Brees. That's 541 in the 504. And he passes Peyton Manning last night. He had a great game. 29 for 30. 307 yards. Four touchdowns. No picks. A passer rating of 148 and his 96.7 completion percentage is a new single-game NFL record with a minimum of 25 passes. So Drew Brees, the all-time leader in touchdown passes, we all thought that record was unbreakable, right? Peyton Manning was like, hey, my touchdown pass record, that's untouchable. Drew Brees is like, hold my beignet, and he gets it done last night, and here's Drew Brees after the game. Yeah, listen, it was... It was special. Everything about the night, you know. Um, I don't know how they pick <laughs> how they pick them, <laughs> right? Monday Night Football, playing the Colts, right? The team that you know we we won the Super Bowl against ten years ago. So the the whole whole uh, Super Bowl forty four team is back for the tenth anniversary, and and obviously national television, um, you know, big game, and um, now you know that record in the balance as well, and just. Um, just kind of makes you shake your head, you know, just, are you kidding me? You know, I'm not sure how we got here. <laughs> um, it just, you know, kind of makes your whole life and career flash before your eyes. Um, because I, I, I never, never thought I, I would have had the chance to be a part of, of something like this. And no one deserves more credit for Drew Brees' success than his head coach, Sean Payton. Sean Payton, after the game, he's not talking about those 541 touchdowns, all the success, glorifying his quarterback's accomplishment. He's talking about that one incompletion he had. Um, he'll get a minus on that play. Gotta get one minus, right? <laughs> now, Drew Brees, Brees passed that Colts defense last night. And the question is, when his career's all said and done, will he breeze past the most famous Colt of all time? And that is Peyton Manning. Well, if you look at their careers, Peyton Manning, a two-time Super Bowl champion, a five-time NFL MVP, a 10-time All-Pro, and 14 Pro Bowls. Drew Brees, on the other hand, a five-time All-Pro, 12 Pro Bowls, soon to be 13. He's got those records. Also, the Comeback Player of the Year in 2004. 
But let's not forget that Drew Brees beat Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl. And I think if the Saints, if the Saints win the Super Bowl this year, he'll have more to do with it than Peyton Manning did when he's on the Broncos with that dominant Broncos defense. So to me, if Drew Brees can win another Super Bowl, especially this year, if he beats a team like the Ravens or the Patriots or the Chiefs, I would have no problem putting Drew Brees ahead of Peyton Manning. I know Peyton Manning, year by year, got a lot of those accolades, but to me, I think Drew Brees, the competitor, he's better in the playoffs. I think Drew Brees all-time will ultimately pass Peyton Manning. But I think Peyton Manning still's got him on that humor, though. Peyton Manning is hilarious. Here's Peyton Manning congratulating Drew Brees on breaking his record. Peyton, FYI, Drew Brees just broke your record. Uh, which one? All-time passing yards. Passing yards? Okay. So I still have the touchdown record, right? He's actually on pace to break that, too. What? Great. Drew... For a thousand days, I've held the record for all-time passing yards in the NFL. And I gotta tell you, it's been the greatest a thousand days of my life. And thanks to you, that's over now. And you've ruined that for me. So thank you very much. I have nothing left to look forward to except slicing my tomatoes, making dinner for my family, putting together this wedge salad. Now the question is, can Drew Brees leave the game as the greatest quarterback of all time? Well, let's take a look at some of his numbers. All-time touchdown passes, you know he's got that record, 541. Peyton Manning second, 539. Tom Brady, 538. Passes completed, Drew Brees, 6,972. Tom Brady is second at 6,335. Pass attempts, Brett Favre is all-time at 10,169. Drew Brees is second at 10,063. And then pass yards, he has that too. Pass yards, Drew Brees, 76,000. 577 yards. Tom Brady is second at 74,079 yards. And then Peyton Manning is third at 71,940. Passer rating all time. Aaron Rodgers still has that at 102.9. Russell Wilson is second at 101.4. Drew Brees is third at 98. And he also has the record for all-time completion percentage at 67.5%. So to me, Drew Brees, if he gets another Super Bowl this year, I, he can't pass Tom Brady because Tom Brady has too many rings. But to me, there's no question that Drew Brees is a better passer than Tom Brady. There's no question about it. If you had to start a franchise, I would take Drew Brees in his prime over Tom Brady in his prime. And to me, that's not even a hard question. I still think Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback of all time. But I think Drew Brees leaves this game as the greatest passer to ever play the game. And I think Peyton Manning, he had... You know, he had those records for a while. I still think Aaron Rodgers is the most talented, has the most arm talent. But Drew Brees, when you consider the accuracy, the competitiveness, the longevity, his story, Drew Brees has the title, in my opinion, as the greatest passer in the history of the NFL. And now for a little update on the Houston Astros cheating scandal. I've heard it all at this point. The Houston Trastros, the Houston Asterisk, the Houston Astros. I call them Oceans 9. At least a dozen guys doing a combination of kinds. 
But it's not important the nickname we're giving to this Astros team. It's the punishment that Rob Manfred and Major League Baseball is ultimately going to levy on a franchise that has now admitted, that has now acknowledged to using cameras to steal signs. SNY's Andy Martino conducted interviews with former Astros players and Astros coaches and according to his report, some of the interviewees said they had access to a live feed from a center field camera that aided in decoding signs in 2017. But they denied that any special cameras were installed for the sole purpose of sign stealing. The Astros reportedly believed they were in line with the industry standards because they felt other teams used technology to steal signs as well. But the practice is illegal nonetheless. Per Martino, sources said the camera was league approved for scouting purposes, so while its presence was not illegal, using it to steal signs was. One of the witnesses reportedly told Major League Baseball during an interview that they requested a live feed from the center field camera to decode signs as many teams do. Also, according to Martino, opponents long suspected the Astros cheated in 2017, but Major League Baseball is still trying to determine exactly how to what degree they did so. Punishment could be forthcoming, and the discipline reportedly could be harsh for manager A.J. Hinch and general manager Jeff Lunau. And my first thoughts on this is, one, Astros fans, you need to just stop at this point. You need to stop defending your team because, look, for months now, you've been saying, oh, this is nothing. This is this is every team does this. There's no cameras. You guys are just some crazy tinfoil hat-wearing conspiracy theorists. Well, this confirms that something did happen, that cameras were really used. And if you're asking me if this is something, nothing, or everything, I'm going with everything. I think the fact that you already have people out there confirming the use of technology tells me that there's going to be some serious punishments levied by Rob Manfred and Major League Baseball. But my first thought is, Astros fans, you need to stop because you've embarrassed yourself for long enough. This whole time, Astros fans have been like, I don't believe you. But now there's real evidence. Now there's real people out there, players, coaches, that have admitted to using the camera to steal the signs. So Astros fans, you guys can't be like, oh, I love those salty Yankee tears. Oh, I love those sweet Dodger tears. You don't want to go down with that shit because at the end of the day, they might be taking away that championship from this Astros organization. And here's A.J. Hinch talking to reporters at the winter meetings, really didn't say much, but he just looks so uncomfortable out there. Here's AJ Hinch. Address the elephant in the room. I'm, I'm happy to see all of you. I know you know you're all here for for obvious reasons, and and I have great respect for what you do. Um, and if I was in your shoes, I would be on the other side of this table, and I would I would want to, to ask questions and find answers and 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 get some more information on the investigation and all that uh, all the allegations and things like that. Um, I know you're probably expecting this, but I can't comment on it. Uh, it's an ongoing investigation. And uh, what I can say is I've committed uh, my time and energy to, to cooperate with MLB. I've talked to them uh, a couple times. And we continue to, to work with them as they navigate the, the investigation. And now we're waiting uh, with everything in their hands. And then all the reporters got together and played a game of limbo under A.J. Hinch's Pinocchio nose because he just looked so uncomfortable out there. And then Dave Roberts had some comments about the Astros cheating scandal. Just waiting to see how it all kind of plays out. Um, yeah, I really 
I really have no comment. Just let the due process take care of itself, and you know whatever you know thing consequences or whatever that comes down, then they're gonna have to deal with it. But we don't have any thoughts on, on what happened. The extent of some of the allegations, because right now I guess they're allegations. Probably surprised. Um, well, I, I don't know exactly. You know, these are allegations. I, I don't know what's what's. Uh, you know, until things kind of come down, you know, right now, I think it's unfair for me to make any type of uh, comment. But regardless of how I feel, it happened, and uh, you know, the commissioner, they're going to deal with it in the way they see best. Uh, but as far as kind of my sentiments, it's it just not going to. It's not helpful, really, for anyone. I think that they're going to punish uh, if there is a, if there is something in place uh, that will be justified. That's not my my decision. Were we taking extra precautionaries in that series? Yes. Yeah. We didn't know to what extent, but yeah, we were trying to you know take some precautions. Yes. If again they were using the line was crossed, but you know on the field as we all know. That's a part of the game, sign stealing, you know, uh, reading catchers and tipping, and that's all part of the game. But there is a line. And if I'm Dave Roberts, I'm saying, hey, I've been dragged through the coals for two years. I've taken all this hatred and vitriol from Dodger fans in a World Series I should have won. I should have won the 2017 World Series. And, hey, at that point, I'm on the Hall of Fame trajectory. I'm on the first-class ticket of Cooperstown the way his managerial career is panning out. So I'd be so irate if I was Dave Roberts. And if you're Dave Roberts, you're saying, hey, we're bowling except you have the bumpers on and we have the gutters, okay? It's the reason why, to me, the Astros ultimately won that World Series. Look, if the Astros had swept, if they dominated the Dodgers in four straight games or even five games and just dominated them, it'd be a different story. But it was a razor-thin series. Sign-stealing is what won the Astros the 2017 World Series. And I still think that taking away the World Series is the right thing to do if they can prove that use the cameras in real time. They had the monitors. I still think everything's on the table as far as punishments go at this point. And next, we're going to talk about Bronny James, the 15-year-old phenom at Sierra Canyon High School, the son of LeBron James Jr. And next, we're going to talk about Bronny James, the 15-year-old phenom, Playing at Sierra Canyon High School, of course, the son of LeBron James. And this weekend, his team had its biggest test of the season going against St. Vincent St. Mary. You know St. Vincent St. Mary. That's the high school where LeBron James went. You remember the Hummer, the headband, LeBron James. That was when he was introduced to the world. Look, I remember as a high school kid running home to watch LeBron James. And now I'm watching his son play against his old high school and if you saw Bronny James in that game, he was wearing LeBron's sneaker, the Zoom generation. And it looks like LeBron James Jr. is going to be the next generation. Otherwise, the Irish can just run it out. Oh, the deflection and the steal by Bronny James. And the finger roll off the glass. Bronny has given Sierra Canyon the lead. He gets the steal. He finds his way to the basket. For a minute there, I thought he was going to take off and try to punch it and dad is so happy official saying step back sir step back dad. 
Now, I know it's just a high school game, a regular season high school game, but it showed me a lot. Look, that felt like a top-level, high-level college game. The atmosphere, LeBron James sold out. You're playing against your dad's alma mater, the same alma mater where your dad graced the cover of Sports Illustrated, and the title was The Chosen One, okay? I know, and I'm not one of those guys that says, oh, it must be hard to be Bronny James. Really? I would love to be Bronny James. I would love to be LeBron James' son because LeBron James is going to be a billionaire. Your dad's on the Mount Rushmore of basketball players. But for Bronny James last night, 15 points, a career high, and you stepped up to the plate, and you know the whole world was watching, and you delivered. So to me, I believe in Bronny James. I truly believe this kid can be an elite prospect. I could see him being a future number one pick in the NBA. If he goes to college, LeBron James Jr. has one offer right now, and that's to go to Kentucky. Everyone says if he does go to college, it would be to Duke. Coach K would probably be gone at the time. And wouldn't that be just something else to see LeBron James and his son on the court at the same time in the same game well, I don't know if we're ever going to see that, but give LeBron James credit. This kid was built for this. This kid is wired for this big stage, and LeBron James talked about what it was like to watch his son play against his alma mater. I was a lot more nervous than my, than my son, you know, coming in here and, uh, you know, just being such a surreal moment, you know, for myself, for our family, for Bronny himself. Um, it's pretty cool. I told my wife I, I needed to do, uh, you know, what Steph Curry's mom always do and get to have St. Vincent St. Mary and have uh, Sierra Can jersey for this game. Um, but, you know, my, my heart is always going to be with St. V. Um, Coach Drew is like a father to me, a father figure. He taught me so much not only about the game of basketball but about life and what it means to be a young man off the floor. So I'm always going to be indebted with St. V and Coach Drew. And, uh, you know, it's just like I said, it's like full circle that I'm here in my home state. My son is here with his high school playing my alma mater and all my guys from my high school, uh, the Fat Five is here tonight as well. So it's just, it's crazy. And the one thing that jumps out at me about Bronny James is this kid does not look affected by any of this. This kid is cool under pressure. This kid is poised. And I think King James II is coming for that throne. I'm telling you, this kid's got the talent and he's got the demeanor. How are you supposed to scare this kid in the NBA Finals when this guy had to grow up as LeBron James Jr.? And I think LeBron James Sr. deserves a lot of that credit. Here's LeBron talking about all the values he's instilled in Bronny James. We don't even talk about, you know, what it means to be LeBron James Jr. Uh, from early on, we've been calling him Bronny for a long time. Obviously, we know what that's short for, but he's his own identity. Same with Bryce, same with Zuri. Um, it's our job in the household to prepare them for life and prepare them for when they walk outside our door to know what's coming or try to be prepared for. Uh, when he's playing the game of basketball, all we care about is how, you know, I'll tell him every time before we go out and play, play hard, have fun, be a great teammate and everything else take care of itself. So I really just want to give it up for LeBron James Sr. This guy, you can feel it. feels authentic. It feels genuine. He's not putting on for the cameras. This guy just loves the game of basketball. He loves his kids. But I'm telling you, Simba is coming. The Lion King is on his way. And one of these days, you never know, LeBron James might be known as Bronny James' dad and not the other way around. So watch out for this kid. I mean, you think Mellow Ball's got some hype. You ain't seen nothing yet. Bronny James, we've just gotten started with this kid. I'm telling you, I believe in him. I know it's early. I'm calling my shot now. I got Bronny James as the 2029 NBA MVP. 
But before we wrap here, I want to hit you with the Get More Sports Fact of the Day. On the 81st episode of the Get More Sports Podcast, I want to give you some facts about Kobe's legendary 81-point game back in 2006. The 81-point game was a part of a January in which Bryant averaged 43.4 points in 16 games. The only player in NBA history to average more points in one month is Wilt Chamberlain. Looking at that game, 55 of Bryant's 81 points came in the second half, and the Lakers trailed by as many as 18 points in the third quarter. Since the day after Bryant's 81-point game, there have been more than 1,300 instances of a team scoring fewer than 81 points. Bryant's 27 points per game against the Raptors is his third highest against any team, and there are only five players who have scored 81 points in any two consecutive games since he dropped 81. But that is going to do it for episode 81 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast these days. And if you want to be a part of the Get More Sports Podcast, head over to YouTube. Give me all your takes right down below in the comment section so I can read them off live on the next episode. But see you guys tomorrow. Got a Wednesday back-to-back shows. See you guys Wednesday. Have a great rest of your day, and I'm out.